My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Justin Bethany. Uh, he is the writer and author of the book, The Mental Wellness Diet. Hi, Justin. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Hello. Happy to be here. Hi. And uh, we would like to start a conversation diving into your story of becoming the person you are today. Mm-hmm. What inspired you with the idea of writing the book and what is it all about? Sure. Uh, so I started working as a psychiatric nurse practitioner about 10 years ago. Um, before that, uh, I'd always worked in, uh, I was a teacher, I coached, and then I worked in facilities that helped kids with emotional and behavioral issues. And uh, throughout that, I always uh, noticed that I was a teacher. And then um, many people in my family, aunts and uncles, were all teachers, so there's just uh, the teaching part, I think, was the main motivation to write the book. Uh, so so fascinated with the subject of mental health and all the different things that we can do and how we can make things better. And I always would talk to my patients and try to give them as much information as I could. And then I figured, uh, why not just put it all in one place? And so that's how it got started. Oh, nice. I see. So you had uh, years of experience counseling and having sessions with patients And uh, yeah, it's kind of like, it's just natural process for you to put everything in one place, like you said, so people have tools of uh, helping themselves into that journey. So I see that it's called uh, the mental wellness diet. So there are different parts involved. Usually when we talk about wellness, uh, some people, you know, don't include the mental part of it. They're mostly talking about physical part. I want to have, uh, you know, the. I'm interested in, in seeing what are your thoughts on uh, wellness, the uh, overall well-being of the human, um, you know, uh, us as humans here. And what should we focus on? What are the parts of being totally healthy? Sure. That's a great question. You know, it's not like we get a certificate in the mail once we've achieved optimal level of wellness and none of us probably ever do. So how do you know if you are well, or if you're optimally well, or if you're well enough mentally, that can be a really hard question to answer. I guess there's probably a couple ingredients. One, it's going to be individual for every individual. It's, it'll Mm -hmm. mean different things for different people who are facing different challenges Two, probably you need to have your own uh, unique purpose and meaning in life. And uh, three, you have to have the energy to meet those demands. And uh, not only the energy, but the know-how and the will 
and uh, the gusto, I guess. So if you have that and you are meeting your demands and it follows your own meaning and purpose, then I guess you're doing pretty well. And obviously you want to be free from uh, mental illness symptoms that can be plaguing you. It's, it's normal for all of us to get sad or, or to grieve the loss mm -hmm. of a loved one. But when symptoms get in the way of our functioning, you know, that's when we got to take notice and that wouldn't be optimal mental wellness. Right. So uh, people usually keep those uh, thoughts to themselves when something is bothering them. You know, we're not really, um, you know, in a society, we don't have that space, like a safe space for everybody to talk. And also people sometimes think they are the only ones struggling with that. And with knowing that, you know, there are, you know, a lot of people going through the same issue is important. So what do you think, uh, you know, what are the tools you would recommend for people to look into in terms of, um, you know, helping themselves when they struggling through certain symptoms like you just mentioned? And what are the common symptoms that they will experience so they know something is not going right? Sure. Uh, it's kind of refreshing to follow social media and then, some people try to use humor and they create memes and it's about, you know, how tired they are, or how exhausted they are, or how distracted or scattered they are. And, you know, they'll write a tweet that's witty and funny and um, it's great. You know, humor is really a great way to, to cope with these things. So I would say, I feel like it's kind of changing. People are more, um, uh, people are trying to give other people and in, including themselves more acknowledgement of the stress and the symptoms that we all go through and permission, permission to share, permission to be open, permission to be sad or be anxious or be worried or be scattered and then still be worthwhile and okay. So I think social media is through some of those, you know, humorous memes is, is doing a good job. I would say it comes down to that, the acknowledgement of what's happening. A lot of times uh, in psychology, there's a term repression and that's in my book a little bit there's pros and cons of repression. So, if, you know, let's say I just had a big stressor before I joined the podcast. Yeah. Well, my mind would be able to smush it down so I could have this conversation and not get distracted by that. That mm -hmm. would be repression. Uh, repression helps us cope in the here and now and get through the day. But if you never go back to the main stressor, if you never unrepress and kind of cope and acknowledge and give mm -hmm. yourself permission to feel, that can be problematic. So um, I think you asked about the symptoms. Uh, some really common symptoms is uh, sadness and low energy. They go hand in hand. Those would be depressive symptoms. Uh, anxiety, you know, excessive worrying or um, just in your own body, somatic symptoms of anxiety, your heart racing or getting sweaty or feeling uncertain or, or looking around hypervigilant. And then, you know, there's symptoms of more intense mental illness, but those wouldn't be as common. Things like schizophrenia or mania and bipolar disorder. Yeah, and you just mentioned a very important fact that people don't allow themselves to feel certain emotions. Uh, and once, you know, it's, it's not letting out, you know, it's kind of like keep stacking one on top of the other and it gets worse. 
So we have to be mindful of what type of feelings are we experiencing. And it's okay to just, you know, let yourself to get through that emotion and um, let it out in a way. So um, what kind of techniques maybe people can use at home when they stress coming home after a long day of work, being maybe sad also or feeling anxious, anything in particular like before bad kind of habit that they can use that will help them to ease those symptoms? Sure. You know, just a general pause any time of day is helpful to check in with your body, uh, the neck down part of your body. Mm-hmm. You might have tingling, you might have uh, like a squeezing or a crushing or butterflies or your, your belly's flip-flopping mm-hmm. or again, you're sweating or your mind is racing or you find yourself grinding your teeth. You know, that's the, uh, the smoke, smoke detector in your kitchen, you know, that we always try to just turn off. Um, so mm-hmm. it's trying to tell us something. And this is um, newer science about the polyvagal theory and interoception and neuroception and these things. Our, our body is like the sixth sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like a radar or maybe like a, a, a hearing and it's feeling the world. And when things are off, our body's the first one to know and our body will have this reaction. And then our mind has to oh, understand that, organize it, diagnose it, figure out what's going on here. So the pause that you can do any time of day is helping the brain or the thoughts kind of understand or make sense of or get the alert, get the message from the body about something's off, you don't feel comfortable, you're worried about something, something hurts, makes you feel sad, you know, like, okay, what is it? So just that pause is, I guess, a technique that could be helpful. For sure. And I know that uh, some people... Yeah, they just very like uh, caught up in what they're doing uh, mm-hmm. and they don't just give themselves time to stop and ask, how, how am I feeling right now? Is this something normal or maybe something going on? So we have to be uh, given those breaks during the day, like often, not just one time a day, two times, but like try to make it as often as you can within, you know, whatever you do in your lifestyle. But uh, with knowing that this is something important and when you prioritize your own mental and physical health, you know, this is something I need to do uh, regularly on a daily basis. So I guess it comes down to uh, how important is it for you to take care of yourself too? So we have to, um, you know, understand what is the focus for us uh, and uh, be, you know, mindful of that. Uh, Also, like you mentioned, there is a connection between body and mind or between like um, mental and physical uh, and um, also diet. Uh, which is nutrition, uh, is a very important aspect of our overall well-being. Uh, if you can just elaborate on what type of nutrients or food is um, considered healthy for our mind and body. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, the, you know, the first part of the book is about what we talked about for the last couple of minutes about stress and, and societal expectations and our parents teach us, oh, don't cry or get over it. 
in so many different ways. And then what you're talking about is that where we have to unlearn yeah. how we were socialized and and learn how to just sit and have our feelings and and feel okay about that, not feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the pot of the gold at the end of that rainbow of taking that pause and and just sitting with your emotions, which can be uncomfortable, is the aha moment. Like, oh, I now I know what I'm upset mm-hmm. about because that thing happened and now I get it. Now it's all connected. And that that's very calming. So that's that's the reward for trying to unlearn the don't cry. So when it comes to nutrition, that's pretty much uh, the second half of the book and a lot of science there in the book. And um, if you feed your brain the nutrients that it needs, it will function better. And when a brain functions better, it's more organized, thoughts flow better, you have more clarity, you're more aware, you're sharper, you can respond to life through neurotransmitters in a better way. Everything works better in our lived experience when our brain has the nutrients it needs. Uh, The nutrients would be vitamins and minerals to start. Vitamins and minerals act as they kind of fit into enzymes. Enzymes are there in your body to speed up processes. So if you have enough of the nutrients to kind of activate the enzymes, processes happen faster generally. And then again, the brain works better. Um, other important things would be specific amino acids, which come from protein, certain fats, which help create the structure of the outer layer of neurons. Um, fat soluble vitamins are really important, especially vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin D for the immune system. And then there's, uh, all the spicy foods have in the teas have flavonoids, flavonoids calm the immune system in the brain and all that, uh, really again, helps the signal to noise ratio creates less static in the brain. So your, your thinking is much more clear. So that's a broad overview. Wow. Yeah. So we have to be, um, you know, kind of looking into our diet and knowing exactly uh, what are we eating, not just putting everything that comes to our hand, like just, you know, automatically, but really you know examining what type of food are you eating is it processed food is it whole food what is the source so if we know how we nourish our body and that will also like bring us a reward of the way we, we're feeling right and like you just mentioned you're going to be sharper clear and more organized so it would be no kind of um lazy feeling or feeling sad or any type of anxiety and also like uh you know food gives you like you said mineral vitamins immune boost so to go through any type of um you know if we're living in pandemic so we want to like protect ourselves as much as we can and uh, that also uh, like extra benefit of it but uh, just uh, being you know mindful on a daily basis of how we eat what we eat uh, and especially like if we eat uh, outside we need to to know what is there but it's good to to cook yourself as well because you're you know what you're putting into your meal exactly Uh, Is there any advice you would give to others uh, in terms of, um, you know, like um, some people feel unsatisfied or stuck in their careers and they're searching for some Mm -hmm. kind of voice or passion of what they can be 
the best at, uh, you know, and how they can express their potential in life. And um, is there a simple steps they could start with, maybe some type of habits uh, that they could integrate in their lifestyle that would lead them to that path? Yeah, I love that question. I think that question is so important. Uh, th there's a specific section in my book about meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. So meaning and purpose can easily be found in your 40 hour a week job, uh, but it can also be found in, in other, you know, uh, raising a family or volunteering or writing a book, you know, all these different things. So uh, I think a very practical, great resource is uh, the Virtues in Action organization has a website with a free questionnaire. So that's viacharacter.org, viacharacter.org. And um, so for example, and I wrote this book, it's got a lot of science, all the things that I learned, it's got some humor in it, it's got creative analogies, and it's about feelings. My, it, you know, when you take this questionnaire, it gives you your top five strengths. Uh, and it has, I think, 24 strengths. And then, you know, you can see one through 24, you can even see your bottom strengths, but the top strengths uh, for me would be were social intelligence, love of learning, creativity, humor, and perspective, which is like wisdom. And so that's me. And this book is me. And this book are, are those strengths. So I think I actually have a lot of my patients fill out this questionnaire just to see that everybody has their own unique x-ray vision. Everybody has their own kind of special talent or way of seeing the world that other people don't, and they can just cut through the fog and, and see things so clearly. Um, I feel like my best chance at that was this book and the work I do with patients. And uh, I think everybody has their own thing. And I really feel it's important, like you're saying, to connect with that, to identify that, to know what your strengths are, so you can go out and have fun with them. Yeah, that's a great tool for people to use. So um, I can also put in the episode description for those great. who would like to check out and find that questionnaire. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that will help them to kind of understand better of uh, themselves, like who they are, what they good at. And it's just good to be also like honest with yourself and know your strengths and weaknesses so you can kind of leverage that. And yeah. like you said, to just have fun in the process. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and thoughts. And I'm glad we had a conversation. Um, again, thank you and enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow my show and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned.